Lovely. Thanks uh, very much. It's really um, lovely to be here. I'm midway. I have another week uh, to be with you. So be with you next weekend. And uh, really just enjoying getting around the home groups, meeting Girls Brigade, youth group, uh, all the other bits and bobs. So really great. And um, lovely. Thank you very much for all the organisation of yesterday. It was a great opportunity just to be together with... I've never been with so many evangelists in the same room at the same time. So that was quite an exciting thing to have other people that think a bit like you in the sense of um, the way evangelists think. So it was really great. So thank you very much for that. That was really good. Um, yes, so a little bit of the team you've met, Alfredo and, uh, and Ellie. And um, it's great to have them here. So um, gives you just a little bit of an idea of uh, what we're doing in Europe. Jesus for Europe. Some of the cards are at the back. If you would like to pray for us, you're welcome to take a card. And the big, um, the big um, challenge of reaching Europe with the gospel and seeing many, many churches that need to be planted in this context. Um, this morning, I want to touch on a subject... Um, where's the clock? Yes. Um, I would like to touch on a subject that is quite an important subject, and I just had it on my heart to share with you. Before I do, though, it's lovely just to sense God's presence as we worship him. And when the Holy Spirit touches our spirit, there's just a lightness that comes, and um, it goes beyond words. It's almost like his touch inside his joy, his peace, his presence. And that is the privilege of those that know the Lord Jesus Christ, just to have communion, spirit to spirit, God's spirit in our spirit. And um, then God speaks to us and God says things. Um, I just felt to say that there's a number of folk here this morning, and it's like you're carrying something inside that's almost blocking this fellowship with God. Um, you're carrying whatever it is inside and it's like a blockage between you and the relationship that God wants to have with you. Um, a, a real close intimacy. God designed us for closeness with him. He designed us for an intimate relationship with him. And he shares his secrets with us. And he wants to. But that Getting close to him is when the secrets get shared. And um, we are a long way off when we don't know God. Um, and God can't speak in the way he wants to. But as we draw closer to him, he begins to share his heart, his secrets. A lot of, most of God's secrets and God's things he wants to share are hidden from us. It's designed like that. And God's way is an amazing plan. It really is amazing. And on the, the human, logical way, we cannot discover God. He's designed it like that. We cannot discover God in our human, fleshly way. The things of the flesh do not please God. Anything of the flesh. Anything that man can work out and do, often it, it doesn't come into God's realm. God's designed things so that he uh, reaches us. He gets the glory and he wants a personal relationship into our hearts and lives and it comes from there. And um, often they're opposites. Things that work in the natural kingdom, 
it's the opposite in the kingdom of God. Um, and um, we have to come to him on his terms. If you try and come to God on your terms, you'll have a tough job. You'll have a tough job. You won't get through very well. And we have to come on his terms. Um, he designed us for that relationship. Um, and um, as we begin to get to know him, um, more and more things get revealed to us. And often God will just give us something quite small to start. As we um, begin to take on what he shared to us, even how small it is, he then gives us more. And then as we begin to understand that, begin to live that out, he then gives us more. And he builds something within us, which is a relationship. And um, he has a lot to share with us. And uh, we grow at our own pace with him. And um, some of us are quicker than others. Some of us have spurts. It's a bit like being in a race. And he builds something within us that gives us more and more hunger for him that we do not find in the world. We do not find that satisfaction in the world. Um, but we've got to make clear decisions because you can't have a, a foot in both camps. Well, you can. You can try. But you'll fall over. Um, we can't have a foot in both camps. And God desires passionate lovers. That's his heart's desire, his passionate lovers for him. And then learning how he operates, how he speaks, how he works, and his timing. So I just wanted to throw that out. I sense there's a number of folk here, you're carrying stuff which you need to hand over to him. And God wants, has got some good things for your life. But it, often we release something of God's presence by the decisions we make in our own lives. And we hold back. And uh, God says, you know, come, come, come. And uh, he's waiting. And as we hand over to him, he releases something more into our lives. So I want to speak this morning on the subject. And then I want to give us a little bit of time afterwards um, so that we can just have a, a sense in the time of prayer for those who would like prayer. I've rediscovered the whole thing of prayer. I used to think it was uh, prayer was, you know, if you've got a need, you come to the church and you get prayed for. Um, but it's not at all that. I believe God, there's a time of ministry of the word. God speaks to us by his word. We are fed in our spirits by the life-giving word of God. And that touches us inside. And we're built up. God speaks to us. But then we also, God wants to touch us in our spirits. And often when we pray for each other, God just comes and does something inside of us. Sometimes it's for healing. Sometimes it's for revelation. Sometimes it's because he just wants to bless us. And as we just spend time praying for one another, God comes and touches us. And we just receive what he wants to do in our spirits. We are spirits. Um, body, soul and spirit. Spirit, soul and body. In Christ, it's our spirit that affects the rest of us. So this morning, I wanted to touch on the subject of faith. It's a subject we know all about, but it is the language of God. 
It is the language of God. The world does not understand what faith is. But as Christians, we are called to walk by faith. That means that we do not understand it logically and intellectually. um, But that is the language of God. And as Christians, if we want to walk with him, learning to um, the, the, the walk of faith is very important because it will come up over and over again. And when God releases something of, its, of his presence, often faith will be involved somewhere. And the disciples began to discover some of these things in following Jesus. It was in an active relationship with Jesus. And there are many things that we will not get until we are in an active relationship with him. We will be blinded to it. And that's how God works. The more I understand, the more he begins to share. And as Jesus went around healing the sick, speaking to people, often what Jesus was looking for or noticed in people was faith. When he saw faith, he said, you have great faith or you have no faith or there's faith there, but it's, it's got stuck somewhere. <laughs> and that teaching came out of the practical things Jesus was doing. We often make it into a great big teaching. But Jesus taught his disciples as they observed, they began to see and understand some of the principles and concepts that were there. And faith is a big area. Now, faith God imparts to us. Before I'm a Christian, I don't have faith. And as I walk Maybe I come to church, I read the Bible. Um, It can be like water off a duck's back until there's a decision on my part to open up to him. And by his spirit, he comes in. And then the word of God then becomes real to me, touches my spirit. And then I begin to understand and learn how God wants me to step out in faith. Faith is something that God invites us into. And we don't see the results, we can't work it out, but we step out and trust God. It's a learning school, it's a learning curve. There was once a guy who was walking along the side of a cliff and um, he tripped and fell off the cliff. And halfway down, he fell into a tree and got stuck. And uh, he looked down and there were still hundreds of metres below him and he looked up, couldn't see anybody. So he shouted out, is anybody there? Can anybody help me? No reply, shouted again, shouted again. Then suddenly there was a voice from above. Yes, what do you want? And um, the guy said, Help! I'm stuck. Um, Can you help me? Can you do something? And um, he said, who is it? And the voice came back, well, it's God. Okay, well, you can surely do something. So God said to him, okay, jump. And the man looked down hundreds of metres below the rocks, thought to himself, hmm, shouted back up, 
Hello? Is there anybody else there? Our lives are organized around securities. But God moves in the realm of often the unknown. And as we learn to put our trust and faith in him, more and more he reveals himself, not only in my life, but in the lives of others. And God reveals that how powerful and amazing he is. It's in the unseen world. Even as we were worshipping, we're worshipping saying, Jesus, we can't see him with our visible eyes, but we know he's there. We know more than the person who's in front of me that Jesus is also there. Something in our spirit has been transformed. We know he is the answer. We know he has the power to heal, to transform, to do things that this world cannot understand. So faith is an amazing thing. Now, I want us to just look at... um, There's a whole pile of stories I had, and um, I'd like us just to look at one of them this morning, because time's moving on, and just draw one or two things uh, out from the story of, of faith. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. And uh, we're going to read a few verses. Leaving that place from verse 21. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me. She said, he replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. I often love the disciples um, we read more about the disciples lack of faith than we read about their faith until after Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit's power came then they begin to catch it and start getting on with it and in this story just to underline the disciples reaction this woman who's been touched by the Father. Something's gone on inside of her. She's heard about Jesus. She comes to Jesus. She's pushed her way through to get to him, find him. And the disciples totally miss it. They miss what 
the father wants to do or is doing in this lady's heart. And so this girl comes after Jesus, is crying after him. She's not of the house of Israel. And the disciples' reaction is, Jesus, send her away. She's bugging us. She keeps crying out. She's hounding us. Numerous times, it will be an interesting study to see how many times the disciples totally did not see what the Father was doing in a situation. There are numerous times. One of the, most, one of the best times is when Jesus received from the Father that Lazarus, who died, was going to be raised from the dead. And the disciples' reaction is, they wanted to stone us. We don't want to go with you and get stoned again. And Jesus says, this is for the Father's glory. They totally missed it. And he had to drag his disciples with him to take them, and eventually they saw Lazarus raised from the dead. God, in his grace, knows our struggle. <laughs> Faith. And sometimes he wants to help us along to understand this dimension of faith. In this story, the disciples are saying to Jesus, please get rid of this woman. The opposite to what the Father wants to do. And Jesus happily reads the heart. He sees what the Father is doing. He knows our hearts. And this woman had received the thought, Jesus can heal my daughter who is demon possessed it's only him that can do this tried everything else and so she comes with great boldness to jesus and says please it says she kneels down it's mentioned in three gospels she kneels down to jesus pleads with him help help so the disciples put up a distraction get rid of her jesus we don't want her around. She's bugging our ministry. Then we have a bit of resistance. The woman has to get over the next bit of resistance, where Jesus himself says, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Not a particularly complimentary kind of a suggestion. So, She's heard the disciples trying to distract things. Now she's hearing Jesus say something that probably in her mind was quite a barrier. Why is Jesus almost putting resistance against something that the Father had put in her heart? Sometimes the road to finding what God has got for us is part of the training that God has so that when we actually find it and discover it, it's such a precious thing to us. For years and years, I came to this building, heard the gospel, but it just went over me like a... And the day I found Jesus, the age of 17, in a different situation, in the middle of a field, 
There was a process that had been going on in me where I'd been somehow seeking God, but not really seeking him. It was a mixture of things. And then God in his grace breaks in. And you think, why didn't I see? Why didn't I do that before? Why didn't I see it? Whenever we start to step out in the road of faith with God, there is often resistance. In fact, there's always resistance of some sort. And that's part of God's doing something in us as well. Walking through the resistance. Pushing through. So Jesus himself tests her. And she has an answer that I believe was something that the Father put in her heart. It's, it's just a little bit of revelation that she had, and she was standing on that, what she had received. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. That's an inspirational thought. What an answer. Her words revealed something of what was in her heart. The father had put something in her. This is yours for your daughter. Faith had been generated inside of her. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. He was not against her. Sometimes God in his grace and his love allows things because he wants to build faith in us and we can wrongly interpret it. It can be wrongly interpreted because he's wanting to draw something out of us. He's wanting to develop something, the muscle of faith sometimes. And Jesus often questioned people it wasn't because he needed an answer. But the question was often to see what was in the heart of the person. I believe there's many people that are just waiting, some folk, for that opportunity to say yes to Jesus. It's just that moment that they're waiting for. There's something already gone on in their hearts. And they just need that opportunity to say, yes, okay. It's like a barrier that's there. They've just got to get over that. But in their hearts, something's already at work. I think there's many, more and more people. This lady, she wasn't of the house of Israel, and Jesus says to her, great faith. Why? Because probably the work of the Father had already been going on in her heart. It wasn't just in that moment. And sometimes in God, God is at work in people. They don't know it. We can be blind as bats to God's work. As the uh, 20,000 enjoyed the fish and the bread, how many of them had understood that it was coming from a miracle? They just enjoyed their fish and bread and said, oh, whatever, a bit more of that, a bit more sauce on the fish. Thank you very much. It was out of a miracle. Sometimes God is touching hearts and doing things in people's hearts and they just need the opportunity to hear the gospel. They just need the opportunity to respond. God is at work. The Father is at work, watching what the Father is doing. So Jesus allows a certain amount of pressure there 
to build up. He heard his disciples, he thought. He probably thought, again, they don't see what's going on. (laughs) They're getting it wrong. And then he himself adds another layer. And her response reveals the depth of faith that she has. Faith does not come out of our thinking. Faith is an issue of the heart. It comes something from deep within us. And often when goaded, the heart will speak out what is really there. And when we trust in Jesus, it's a walk of the heart, primarily. It's a walk of the spirit. It's something that goes beyond the thinking. Because a lot of what we do with God and in God and in our relationship with God, some things we understand. We get more and more understanding as revelation comes. But there's an awful lot we don't understand but we keep trusting him when things don't go as we want as we think it ought to sometimes we try and work God's plan out for him and then when everything goes totally the opposite we think and then he does his thing we have to be flexible for that he's a big God and he's a lot bigger than my thinking I'm just a speck of dust We're just specks of dust in an almighty God who knows what he's doing. And he decides. And I'm very happy to say, Jesus, I want to be under that. Even if I don't understand it, I know that it's good. And I know that's why I was designed to be in that relationship. And to learn to be simply a channel, an ordinary person, simple channel to help God to touch as many people as he can in his grace and his love. I want to learn the language of faith. Lord, help! (laughs) Language of faith. So Jesus then turns to her and says, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. No laying on of hands, a distant miracle. She goes home, finds the demon gone, finds the daughter healed. Jesus wasn't a man of a lot of words, just said enough. Sometimes Jesus didn't meet the people that were touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. A lot of the time, he just gave people a word. They went home and found the person well. Sometimes he went close to people's homes. In the story of the centurion, He wasn't far from the house. And I've been meditating on that this week. I thought, boy, if that was me, I would at least want to have gone into the house and said hi. (laughs) He didn't go into the house. The centurion's servants took the word, took Jesus at his word, went home, and the daughter was healed. Uh, The son was healed, sorry. Or the servant, depends which version. But Jesus didn't go into the house to see who had been healed. Very interesting. Very interesting. Many things, even in the scriptures, we think, "Mm, okay, not quite sure about that one. But we want to be in touch with him because it's about him that church grows, that we grow, that the kingdom of God advances. And it's a big learning curve with him. But he is the centre. Hallelujah. Okay, I think I'll stop there.
just a few thoughts really around faith. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, your first opening to faith is responding to him and saying, Lord Jesus, I open the door to you. Come into my heart. And I want to make that a very public thing. I want to let everybody know my decision for you. Clarity. Clarity. And then the walk of faith is learning that you're going to walk and grow in him by faith. That's how you're going to develop. It's part of the language of heaven. It's the way he moves. And that's what he enjoys. He enjoys faith. What pleases God? Faith. He said it in Hebrews. Faith, when God sees faith, he's happy. He's pleased. Brings more of his presence down. Hallelujah.